The following episode is scheduled for one fall, or podcast time remaining. Welcome to Learn the Ropes One Fall. This is LTR's more specific show about us showcasing wrestlers who you may see during your time watching wrestling. My name is Bainey, and I'm the know-it-all. And I'm Julia. I'm the one who knows little to nothing about wrestling. How you doing? I'm good. I have cider and a, and a yep. blankie. And it's the middle, well, it's the beginning of summer, so this all sounds very strange. Yes, but you're cold 24-7, so it's fine. Yes, I am freezing right now. <laughs> I have half a cup of tea that went cold like an hour ago. Well, I made it's it great. like an hour ago, so. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. So, this weekend, Forbidden Door is happening, Ooh. which is AEW Cross New Japan. I'm very excited for that show. And since we just talked about New Japan, I think that is very exciting. Yes, it is. I mentioned, I think, two or three wrestlers that are going to be on that show, and I'm very, very excited. Is the blow-up doll one of them? No, Yoshihiko uh, sidelined with an ankle injury, actually. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> very talented. But, yeah, no, that show is going to be really exciting. There's a lot of good matches happening there. But today, we're actually going to be talking about two more AEW stars, technically three. And since it's still Pride Month, happy Pride. Happy Pride. We'll be covering the first openly gay wrestler to win gold in All Elite Wrestling. What do you mean win gold? Win a championship belt. Oh, okay. I was about to say, were they also mm -hmm. an Olympian? No, they were not. I was... Is that a saying? To win gold, yes. Oh, I have not heard mm -hmm. that before. But yes, the first openly gay wrestler to win gold. That's right. We're going to be talking about Anthony Bowens, as well as his tag partner, Max Caster, the Acclaimed. Can I ask a silly question? Sure. Is the Acclaimed just Max Caster, or are they together the Acclaimed? Together, they are the tag team known as the Acclaimed. Okay, that, okay, cool. That makes sense. Sorry. I don't know why that took my brain a little bit more processing. No, you're all good there. So, like always, we'll cover brief spotlights of their personal lives and everything like that. And then we'll get into some other things. Specifically, their wrestling careers. Because, you know, that's the whole idea of the show. So, Anthony Bowens was born on December 18th, 1990 in Nutley, New Jersey. Which is oh. North Jersey. So, uh, it's... Oh. Yeah, no, we don't like that. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's whatever. Oh, no. I'm sorry for him. Oh, haha. I'm converting you. Yes. <laughs> so he played baseball for a good chunk of his upbringing. I believe he stated at one point he played baseball for 11 total seasons, where he also played for Montclair State University and Seton Hall University. So go Red Hawks and Pirates. <laughs> That's a long time. Mm -hmm. So after some school shenanigans, uh, he called out sick a class one day. He called the professor and said, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. He played hooky. Mm -hmm. Bowens went to his local gym one day because when WWE would be in town for any events, the local gym was where the wrestlers would go to work out. So he was trying to network. Not even that. He just wanted to meet the wrestlers. Oh, that's So fair. when he was there, he took pictures with a lot of the pros and everything. And he had the idea of like, hey, professional wrestling would be pretty cool to get into. But he was kind of focused on baseball, but... Around that time, he realized this isn't really going anywhere. So 
The final guy that he met at his local gym was at the time WWE wrestler Santino Marella. He's a very well-known comedy wrestler who was with WWE at the time. He is a great, great comedy wrestler. He holds the record in WWE for the shortest amount of time in a Royal Rumble at one second. Oh, oh, you've mentioned that. It was very impressive. (laughs) But after taking a picture with Marella, Marella asked Bowens, you look like a professional wrestler. Have you ever thought about becoming one? And Bowens went, yeah, I actually have been thinking about it before. And so after he said yes, Marella gave Bowens' phone number to wrestling trainer Pat Buck, who we actually mentioned in MJF's episode. Right. Who owns Creator Pro Wrestling Academy. And Bowen's career started in 2012, where he started to train, and then he debuted the following year. I have a question. Of course. He said, you look like a professional wrestler. What does that even mean? Because if you compare Orange Cassidy Mm -hmm. to The Rock to literally anyone else. So if you look... At the stature of Anthony Bowens, he has a good body type for what for a wrestler. I just sent you a picture. I am opening it now. Yes, so he has. Oh, yeah. So he's a built dude. He he's had a decent. He he had a decent stature from baseball. Baseball is a big sport where you need to build muscle. He looks like a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. This can't be like fresh out of when he was talking. This has got to be years later, right? Yeah, th- I, this was in 2020. So this is like seven years later. I want to know what he looked like when they signed him. That yeah. can be w- later though. But he's got a very impressive physique. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend looking him yes. up. Yes. So now we look at the other half of this tag team. Max Caster who is actually the son of former NFL wide receiver slash tight end Rich Caster. And Max was born July 31st, 1989 in Long Island, New York. Hey, sorry. (laughs) New York. (laughs) Oh, yeah, walking here. Uh, There wasn't too much that I could actually find on Max's upbringing. So we'll kind of just jump to the start of his career. Caster was also trained under Pat Buck and Kurt Hawkins at Creative Pro. There's a lot of correlation with Creative Pro Wrestling Academy and... AEW, mainly because Pat Buck is also a trainer at AEW. Mm. Caster made his debut in February 2015 with Creative Pro, and he would actually win the company's top title later that year in December. Jeez, like not even a year later? No, eight months later. Or no. Wow. Ten months later, no. excuse me. I don't, yeah. <laughs> look, it technically is eight months later. You just got to blame Caesar. That's a good point. So I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> It's pedantic, and I like it. Mm -hmm. He would also do a stint in Combat Zone Wrestling and have a small, terrible role portraying a kayfabe sister of WWE star Bobby Lashley in WWE in the May of 2018. This was a very bad segment. It sucked. I can't imagine a world where this makes sense. It was... They brought out these obviously fake sisters they were essentially i think they were all guys dressed in drag Mm -hmm. and they brought them out to kind of like bad mouth bobby lashley in the segment and it did not go over well with the crowd Hmm. so can i make a silly side note yeah of course i love silly side notes creative pro wrestling academy has the same vibe as (laughs) build-a-bear i like this (laughs) i like this i just imagine them Walking into a gym and going, all right, I'm going to build this one. (laughs) (laughs) 
I want this one to have long hair. I want, <laughs> but I, I get that. And then boom, mm-hmm. you get Max. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, you get Max Caster. Max Caster and MJF actually. This is where they met as well, I believe. Oh, really? And yes, and there is a funny sidebar of Max Caster always bugs MJF. Like in like social media and just at conventions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where along the lines of like, the joke is that Max is in love with MJF and MJF hates him. <laughs> this is Mort and King Julius. <laughs> it really is. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like Max will post, uh, MJF will post like a selfie of him working out or something like that, and then, and then Max Castle will be like, oh my god, look at Daddy. Like it's just, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. That's amazing. But let's get back to the actual thing. So Bowens actually had a small role in WWE as well in one match in a losing effort to the Authors of Pain tag team on an episode of WWE NXT in 2016. I actually remember this match. I didn't know that it was Bowens because the reason I remember this match is because it ended badly for who I now know is Bowens. He suffered a concussion during this match during the finish. Oh. It was ended via referee stoppage. It was a bad thing. And then... Oh, that's not good. And he would be out wrestling for, I believe, like a month or two months. Oh, that's not as bad right. as I thought it would be. But mm-hmm. still, that's pretty bad. And then Bones would also capture gold on the independent circuit, specifically with Battle Club Pro and Wrestle Pro. And soon, these two, Anthony Bones and Max Caster, would be in the crosshairs of one Tony Khan. Casser would be the first one to be seen on all elite wrestling programming in a losing effort against the Jurassic Express, who was Jungle Boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? The Jurassic Express. It was Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Luchasaurus, and at the time he w- when he was with the company, Marco Stunt. What was his thing? He was very small. He was smaller than you. But like, obviously, Jungle Boy, Jungle. Mm-hmm. We got dinosaur themed. What was his? What made him Jurassic? He was just there. He wore cheetah print. Oh, okay. Cheetah print, like, leather pants. That was about his whole thing. Oh, man. I would watch that. It was fun because he would be the guy that would be, like, thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. But he left the company because he didn't really see any, like, growth in the company itself. So That's understandable. Mm-hmm. So, Casser lost to this Jurassic Express in a trios match on June 11th, 2020. And then another losing effort against Sean Spears two weeks later, we actually wouldn't see Max Caster in AEW again for another four months. He was doing this on a match-by-match basis for now. Mm. Bowens, however, debuted on September 25th, 2020, also in a losing effort. Seeing a decent amount of potential in both of these two young stars, the AEW creative team, and specifically, I believe, Tony Khan, decided, hey, what if we put them together in their own tag team? So, another month later, Bones and Cassers finally teamed up and lost to the best, to the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Tramparetta. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but they finally got their first win a day later, finally under the name that we now know them as. And after another few weeks of planning and after an announcement by Tony Khan stating that Bones and Caster signed a five-year deal with All Elite Wrestling, the duo would be known now... As the acclaimed. How on earth did they manage to get such a great deal at the height of the pandemic? Apparently after their first match together against Best Friends, the story goes that Tony Khan loved what they he saw in the ring. That 
he immediately offered them a contract. That's really mm-hmm. cool. I just think it's amazing how during this time they were able to find actual really good success mm-hmm. it, when everyone is struggling. The amount of success that AEW saw during this pandemic era of wrestling is mind-boggling. Because mm-hmm. you have to remember, AEW started October 2019. Right. Five months later, we were in quarantine, social distancing, shutdown. Which is insane to think mm-hmm. that they were able to keep speed. Mm-hmm. Anyways. The team of the acclaimed shot into stardom basically right away. And after a few wins under their belt, they challenged for the AEW Tag Team Championships in a losing effort against then-champions, the Young Bucks. During this time, the team's gimmick, essentially Caster being a rapper and Bowens his hype man, they were starting to create a buzz with the returning crowds as Max would freestyle rap down to the ring, usually dissing whoever he'd be facing. And they still do this today. Yes. Now, Caster then actually released a rap album under the name Platinum Max, and this album was titled Critically Acclaimed Volume 1. And that was released in May of 2021. That's that's a pretty great name. Yes, it's a very, very good album name. But this, however, led to Max getting into hot water during an episode of AEW Dark in August of 2021. Uh-oh. During his usual entrance freestyle, Max took a few digs that didn't go well. He mentioned the mental health of U.S. Olympian Simone Biles when she stepped away from the team during Tokyo, the validity of COVID-19 testing, the Duke lacrosse team rape case. I didn't even hear about that. That's not good. That was a 2006 trial that was getting new evidence, I think, at the time. And then he made a sexual joke about wrestler slash manager Julia Hart, who was in the ring. So I guess he got kind of cocky. He got cocky, and what he said did not go well backstage. Mm. Caster would be suspended for two months without pay, with Tony Khan calling the rap, quote, terrible, and said that he would personally be going over the editing of the show going forward. And now, specifically, he would kind of have the final say in what Max was going to say when he came down to the ring. So it's no longer freestyle. It's technically freestyle because he makes Max makes it up all on his own. But now he has to kind of like check it with Tony Khan to be like, is this okay to say? How about this? Usually it is. He gets away with a few things here and there, but like he doesn't say anything this vulgar anymore. Right. So this suspension put the team on a hiatus since Bones wasn't too much of a singles wrestler anymore. Mm-hmm. But Max Kasser would actually return a month early from suspension on September 1st, and the two were back in action. The next big program for the Acclaimed was their partnership with the Gun Club, Austin and Colton, with their dad, Billy Gunn. Now, this quintet would rack up wins together in an odd found family-type dynamic, and although ostensibly allies, the Acclaimed would regularly poke fun and disparage Austin and Colton, with Billy Gunn showing unequal favor towards Caster and Bowen. So Billy Gunn would kind of be like on the acclaimed side during most of this. Mm-hmm. Now this storyline was then put on a slight hiatus as well when Anthony Bowens, he had to go have knee surgery and he would be out for several months. Ooh. He would still come down to the ring, however, and he would cut promos from a wheelchair. That's kind of like awesome. Yeah, he, he would still come down. He would still have a good time. 
This pairing would then lead to a bitter rivalry between the acclaimed and the guns once Anthony came back from injury, which led to a dumpster match between the two in August 2022, which the acclaimed won. What is a dumpster match? So a dumpster match. I'm so glad you asked. A dumpster <laughs> match. They start in the ring and the bell rings and everything. It is a no disqualification type match. Okay. The way you win is putting your opposing team into a dumpster that is at the top of the ramp. Oh, that's fun. Yes. I like that. This match is actually one of my recommendations for the acclaimed. I actually really, really enjoyed this match. This feels like a um, human fall flat kind of thing. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Now, during this feud, Billy Gunn was actually caught in between the two groups, his actual sons and the new pair of boys that appreciated him wholeheartedly. Luckily... He didn't need to make a choice as Austin and Colton would turn on their father and beat him senseless, which then led to Billy Gunn to become the Acclaim's manager or third partner in trios matches. And that's still going so on today. So did that happen for real or not for real? It happened in kayfabe that the guns, which are now just called, not the gun club, the guns, Austin and Colton, turned on their dad to join a different group that didn't last long. But we don't gotcha. talk about that. We don't is talk about we don't talk about the firm. <laughs> is that why they left? Yeah, they they basically were hired by another manager, but the firm didn't go anywhere. It had potential, but it didn't do anything. More like the soft. I'll go with it. Sure. <laughs> now we the should light. Firm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I gotcha. Now we <laughs> should lightly touch on Daddy Ass here, and I mean that name very sincerely. So, Billy Gunn used to work in the WWF slash WWE, where he would wrestle under the same name of Billy Gunn. He was part of a tag team called the Smoking Guns, and then he joined D-Generation X, and he was known as the Badass Billy Gunn. And then later, after he left DX, he would be known as Mr. Ass Billy Gunn. <laughs> what a name. Mm-hmm. Now he's just seen as an all-around good guy and just a tough some bitch. <laughs> now, Bowens actually was the first one to call Billy Gunn Daddy Ass since they would diss Austin and Colton Gunn and refer to them as the Ass Boys. Oh, okay. And so Daddy Ass is now just a big thing with the crowd and with their whole group. And this is around the same time where we said in the intro where this scissor me thing came from. Because it was a thing to be just obnoxious as all hell. Because during this whole time, the acclaimed were seen as heels. That was their whole thing. But they organically became faces. They became the good guys because the crowd loves them so much. So they started doing this scissor thing where they would take the index and middle finger. And they would, you know, do the same thing with another person. And they would just put them together. They were like, this isn't going to go... This isn't going to be cleared. Let's do it anyway type thing when they went out to the crowd. And then they were like, people love this. And then so they kept doing it. And there's a bunch of merch at AEW shows at the merch stands. You could buy foam fingers, which are shaped in the form of scissors. I mean, isn't that just a peace sign? Yes, but it is the act of putting them together. <laughs> that is what, <laughs> what gives them power. <laughs> peace sign is power. Exactly. So later in 2022, 
The Acclaimed entered a rivalry with then tag champions Swerve and Our Glory, who was Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. At All Out 2022, the Acclaimed challenged for the belt, but sadly lost in an amazing match, which I might, I might actually go back and watch just because of how good this <laughs> match was. But And it really sucks because All Out 2022 was a really good show, and it, mm-hmm. just not many people recall it like that anymore because they can only think about what happened after the show. Brawl Out. The whole thing with CM Punk and the... Yeah, elite. I was about to say, is that the thing that I know about? Mm-hmm. Okay. The claimed were not out, however, and they challenged again. This time, they had home field advantage at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam on September 21st, 2022, held at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York City. Again, another amazing match, and this time, we saw the acclaimed finally rise to the top of the mountain and win the titles. Woo! This also marked Anthony Bowens as the first openly gay AEW champion. And has he been openly gay this whole time? Yes, he has. He has actually been married since 2017 to his spouse, Michael Pavano. Aww. Mm-hmm. The acclaimed held these titles in an okay reign as champions. Not very many memorable defenses, but they would actually lose the belts after 140 days by losing to the guns. That's right, they're back. No. Yeah, they lost on February 8th of this year, so about four months ago. Dang, that's a long run, though. Yeah, it was a pretty decent run. It's about, it's a little over a quarter of a year. Yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's actually over a third of a year. Hey, look at me doing math. Okay. Hey, happy one and a third. Happy one and a third. <laughs> <laughs> so following this, they've stagnated a bit but are now focused more on winning the AEW Trios Championships so that Billy Gunn can hold title gold at least one more time in his career. So the Acclaimed are actually one of my favorite acts in AEW right now. I think they are a great young asset for AEW to have and cannot wait to see what the rest of their careers have in store. I really enjoy how much charisma they have, plus how much the crowd loves them. I mean, after all, everyone loves the Acclaimed. They're okay, I guess. That's their catchphrase. Oh. (laughs) Do you have any questions for me? (laughs) Why does everyone love them? Because they do. It's... Oh, okay. Just go with it. Conform, (laughs) conform, conform, conform. When did the phrase scissor me daddy actually, like, start? Oh, gosh. I have to look that up. Aha. I found a WrestleTalk article. (laughs) Shout out to WrestleTalk. I love them. So it occurred, I don't know the exact date, but it was uh, before a taping. Uh, So I would say it's been at least a year because this happened when they were still with the guns. Mm -hmm. They were doing their entrances. It was right before their entrance. They were in gorilla position right behind the curtain. And Bones was in his wheelchair at the time. And they were minutes from going out. And the idea just popped into his head because Austin Gunn kept calling his father daddy. And... He was like, it'd be kind of funny if I said scissor me daddy ass live on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go and do it. And so, <laughs> and so he said it when he got back behind the curtain. He looked on Twitter and the internet and it just freaking blew up and was everywhere. I guess everyone thought it was funny. Yeah, they thought it was great. And I do too. I think it's wonderful. I think it's funny. It's unique. People know what you're talking about now because it's like, oh, that's the acclaim. That's their thing. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, mm-hmm. It sticks. It definitely does. And I think I didn't like them because it was just so vulgar. Mm-hmm. But, like, their story's good. Yeah, the story's really good. I think I really do like their 
styles in the ring as well. They complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. And so, again, match recommendations is the the guns versus the acclaimed in that dumpster match. And then I'll put both matches with Swerve and Our Glory for the tag championships because those matches were some of the best tag wrestling that the company has ever put on. And mm-hmm. it's so, so good. And that's a big thing with AEW. They always say that we want to put tag team wrestling back in the minds of the people, and they really have been doing that. Do you have any other questions for me? Nope, I'm good. Awesome. But if you there, lovely listeners, all of our international listeners, I'm looking at you, Costa Rica and Dubai, hello. If you have a... More like, do hello. Do hello. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But if you have a topic that you would like us to cover in the world of wrestling, you can message us at learntheropespod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on all the socials. We are on Twitter at PodLTR and on Facebook at Learn the Ropes. Go ahead and look for that profile picture of the bat with a cap. <laughs> Sorry, I was imitating you and I forgot I had to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and please go ahead and rate our podcast wherever you're listening. It helps us out a lot. Plus, keep spreading the word about the show to whoever you can. The best advertising in the world is, in fact, the word of mouth. It is, in fact, the word of mouth. And as always, I've been Bainey. And I've been Julia. And we'll catch you in the ropes next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> uh.